You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Hello, this is Dr. Penny Chris Etherton, President of the National Lipid Association. I'd like to welcome you to Lipid Luminations, hosted by Dr. Alan Brown and presented by the National Lipid Association. Our topic today on Lipid Luminations is management issues and practical advice for patients with familial hypercholesterolemia. Our guest is nurse practitioner Joyce Ross. Joyce is a clinical lipid specialist and the current president of the Preventative Cardiovascular Nurses Association, also affectionately known as the PCNA. We're recording this interview at the National Lipid Association's 2011 annual scientific sessions, which are held this year in New York City. Joyce, thank you very much for taking time out of the meeting to come and talk to us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this time. So the National Lipid Association has this initiative to try and make people more aware of familial hypercholesterolemia. And we've had a couple shows talking about some of the different things they're doing. But you've got a real personal interest in this disorder. So I, I thought it would actually be wonderful if you'd tell us a little bit about your experience with familial hypercholesterolemia and maybe how that affected your career. Well, that's a great way to start. As a young nurse, I was very aware that I was looking at the idea of prevention. And prevention came because of the fact that I married a man who had a very bad family history of premature cardiovascular disease. In fact, both of his parents died at age 43 of their cardiovascular event. There was a real good chance that that was going to happen to him. And I realized that we must be doing something wrong that we're not identifying people early on. We're talking at the time of just the beginning of statin therapy, which heralded for all of us a chance to change the outcome. So as a young nurse, I worked in pediatrics. I did some other things. But when I went back to graduate school and when I became a nurse practitioner, my idea was it has to be about prevention. And I was fortunate enough to work with Dan Rader at the University of Pennsylvania for the last almost 15 years. And we have been at the heart and soul of the idea of prevention. The good news, my husband's 70. So does it work? Absolutely. So did your husband have familial hypercholesterolemia? My husband has familial hypercholesterolemia. His untreated cholesterols are well over 200. Matter of fact, he takes three different drugs for his medicine every day. He has coronary disease, but he never had a heart attack. And uh, unfortunately, by the time he was 43, and we all knew what we could do about it, he already had a little bit of other disease in his other vascular beds. But the thing for my five children is it doesn't have to happen to them. So just like genetics, two out of five of my children have very high cholesterol in the familial hypercholesterolemia range, but they don't have to get sick. So as a nurse practitioner, in addition to prescribing medication, I know you have a lot of thoughts on lifestyle modification and things that can be important. So tell us a little bit about what, how you counseled your children and maybe what you would say to other patients' families who have FH. Well, I think what's really important is to identify the FH early in life. And we know that there's guidelines that tell us that at age two, a child should be tested for their cholesterol if there's a family history of early disease or mom and dad have high cholesterol levels. The real pearl of that is that when that's identified early on, then you can fashion the life of that person throughout the spectrum to help be sure that that there is good exercise and diet. Laura Heyman, who's a fabulous, fabulous nurse and PhD, has spent a lot of her years looking at what happens when we look at lifestyle, particularly in the children. The good news is that we can lower LDL cholesterol and induce good lifestyle with the institution of good exercise and diet. However, with children with FH, you're always going to need a little medication. The one important thing about looking at the family early is that you don't have to treat the children real early with statin, but they 
will be on statins at some time. So the idea of having relationship was what's really important, fostering good habits and keeping that child from starting to smoke, talking about the pearls of keeping this throughout your whole entire lifetime. So it's hard for a parent when you say your child needs to take statin drug. What I found over the years is that they are feeling terribly guilty because people don't understand genetics so much. They understand that, oh, it must be my lifestyle. What did I do? I took them to McDonald's too many times or we had one too many Burger King or it's that piece of pizza that caused the problem. Well, of course, that adds to the problem, but it's difficult for a parent to understand that this is something genetically transmitted. So over the years in relationship with our parents in a particular program like we have, you tell them one day we're going to have to go to statin therapy. So you bring it on softly, but they're feeling at the same time they're doing everything they can for their child. And even with their LDL being elevated, a a healthy lifestyle certainly reduces their cardiovascular risk as an initial basis of therapy when they're very young. Don't you agree? I absolutely agree. And I think that the other thing is to prevent other problems too. So keeping the child from being overweight and falling into that terrible thing we see today with metabolic syndrome. Certainly that beautiful beginning, even though you have high cholesterol, is important. We know today that people with high cholesterol, even those with familial hypercholesterolemia, can live a normal life. They can live just like everybody else. They don't have to develop cardiovascular disease. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Lipid Luminations on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Brown, and joining me to discuss management issues and practical advice for patients with familial hypercholesterolemia is nurse practitioner Joyce Ross. She's the clinical lipid specialist and the current president of the Preventative Cardiovascular Nurses Association. So, Joyce, tell me a little bit about PCNA. I know that our show is really... uh, offshoot of the National Lipid Association, and PCNA is sort of intimately related to the NLA. We work together. Tell us a little bit about that organization, and then with your background and interest in familial hypercholesterolemia, what you hope this initiative by the NLA might do in conjunction with PCNA. Thank you so much for asking about the Preventive Cardiology Nurses Association. What's really important is that The NLA is a high-tech kind of an organization, and sometimes our nurses are not quite ready to go to that area. And uh, the Preventive Cardiology or Nurses Association is designed to be the number one place to go for nurses to learn about prevention of any cardiovascular disease. We are very closely related to our patients, and therefore, we have opportunities to educate. We're very involved with educating the office people. So if you go to our website, you can find many things you can download for your office. You can have tear sheets that you can download to tell your patients about their triglyceride HDL cholesterol, get information about treating their hypertension. So we should share. We share a lot. And what happens between NLA and PCNA? It's a dovetailing of great information of the same kind of people that are all about the idea of prevention. I believe that NLA is so much about prevention and not just disease management. And I think that's what we have to think about and focus in on the future is the prevention and not just treating something that's already broken. Yes, and I can say as a board member of that LA, we really appreciate the insights and the contributions of those of you who are in the trenches and doing most of the education. I think, you know, it can't be overstated how little time there seems to be when you meet with patients and all the different things that each of us have to do in our areas of specialties. And working together, we'll hopefully be able to have the best outcome. So it's definitely very much appreciated. 
Any final thoughts then about once you have, for example, a family that has two or three members with familial hypercholesterolemia, what three pieces of advice you give them? Well, the first piece, of course, is don't be afraid to identify, you know, find out, you know, look at the risk factors, look at the family history. If there's a family history of high cholesterol or early disease, go find out for the lipids are for everybody in the family. The second thing is don't panic. You don't have to panic because we can do a lot. Lifestyle management is critically important. Medication is necessary most often in FH. And the third thing is go live a good life. Yes, I think uh, we frequently run into patients where we say, have you had your sister checked? Have you had your children checked? And if they're adult children or in their 20s, they don't want to go get their blood test. And it's sometimes very hard to get the siblings or the parents to go get their blood test. So I think there's a phobia about what the result might be. People are very much afraid of what they don't know. Let's talk a little bit, Joyce, about when you're trying to explain to patients what exactly is familial hypercholesterolemia. What types of things do you tell them to help them understand the genetic disorder? I think the one thing you need to start with, this is the genetic disorder. It's something that's carried through the genes. You have no control over who gets it. The issue is that it's very prevalent in our society. One in every 500 people has familial hypercholesterolemia and do not know it often. Problem is that left untreated, unidentified, it can lead to premature cardiovascular disease. I think that the diagnosis is very important because only then can you go forward and treat that person. But you also find out the prevalence of the cardiovascular outcome. Many people don't realize that it's not just about a heart attack. It's about a stroke. It's about peripheral artery disease. It's aortic disease. So it's not just knowing about the cholesterol because you don't want a heart attack, but it's everything else. Familial hypercholesterolemia, when you have other risk factors, becomes a whole lot more problematic. When you look at your person who is a smoker, those who have familial hypercholesterolemia and smoke have a much higher risk for a very poor outcome. And of course, the earlier you smoke, the more hypercholesterolemic you are, the earlier you're going to have a problem with your heart disease. I think for our physician audience, sometimes they mistake the rather general term, which is probably a poor name of familial hypercholesterolemia, as having a family history of high cholesterol. But we're talking about a specific disorder where there is either a mutation in the LDL receptor or a mutation in the ApoB lipoprotein, which binds to the LDL receptor. And the net effect is that the patients have close to double the normal LDL cholesterol in their serum. Usually their HDLs might be slightly depressed, but they generally have normal triglycerides. And the predominant lipid abnormality is elevated LDL and usually over 190. And I think when people look back at the guidelines and say, well, why did they say everybody over 190 needs treatment? It's because they wanted to capture the people with familial hypercholesterolemia. So we want the doctors listening to this program to realize that it is a specific diagnosis, not a general diagnosis, and it carries with it a particularly high risk. So, and you've given us tremendous wisdom about what to tell the patients. Any final thoughts? I think just go out there and identify a treat. Thank you very much for all your insights on practical things you can tell patients with familial hypercholesterolemia. And even more so, thank you for sharing your personal experience in your own family. I think that, you know, drives home the point better than anything that any of the rest of us could say. So I'd like to thank my guest, nurse practitioner Joyce Ross, clinical lipid specialist and current president of the Preventative Cardiovascular Nursing Association, not only for her insights on familial hypercholesterolemia, but also for her insights on the Preventative Cardiovascular Nurses Association, who works with us at the NLA to help reduce cardiovascular disease in our patients. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Lipid Luminations presented by the National Lipid Association. For more information, visit www.lipid.org.